O-M-G. Were those ever well done? Wait, no, they were the best. What am I talking about? I've seen some great CGI in my time, but I've got to tell you that these were the best CGI moments I've ever seen in film. You've got to watch this episode, number 2147, where Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be telling you all about them when they answer the question, what are the best CGI moments in film on the CG bros CG Insider podcast? Well, welcome back to the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast, and thank you again for joining us. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question from another fan, Rachel W. from San Francisco, California, that she submitted on our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. And by the end of our discussion today, you'll have a good idea about what moments we think are some of the best moments in CGI when it comes to filmmaking. And you'll also get to hear some of our personal thoughts and professional insights about why we think they're so notable. Also, be sure to stay until the end of the podcast, where we're going to be reading and addressing some View Achievement Certificate winners this time, and also some comments made by some previous uh, listeners to our podcast. And who knows, maybe even uh, we'll be reading your comment today. I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for today's edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I am Bill Johnston, the other host of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. And together, we're the CG Bros. So let's start discussing this one. Uh, I, this one that was a fun one for me. Uh, I had a lot of different uh, films that I wanted to, to uh, go through. Uh, probably have more than we need for today, but maybe we can do an extra podcast on the, the ones that we didn't include, uh, since uh, I know you've got some you want to you show as well. Yes, when I uh, was getting ready to do this podcast, it, it really struck me how many great moments in CGI there are, uh, especially today, uh, recently, in the last 10 years. I mean, CGI is really really come a, come a long way in the last 10 years and there's so many great moments that it just you know made me want, you know it made it very hard to choose which ones I wanted to, to feature and, and we could have probably 10 podcasts on on the great moments uh, in CGI uh, so um, you know and, and what always makes them great isn't you know that they're you know in your face or, or so much that, that they were uh, advances in CGI they just really looked cool and they really kind of kind of Challenge the industry to to, to ra and raise the bar, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so are we really only gonna, the, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say. Go ahead. No, go I was going to say. So are we only doing uh, the last ten years, or are we going to go all the way back as far as we no, want to go? I think we can go. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we can. We can. The the it's wide open. All right. Um, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, the the bar has been raised so high. It's it's really pushing the boundaries. Uh, for te for the television industry as well as as, as films, so um, you know uh, these days with CGI really coming into its own, I, I think filmmakers uh, are using just you know CGI and more and more. Um, and so, I, as a matter of fact, it's it's pro it's not uncommon for a newly released film to have more than I don't know a thousand CGI shots to its credit. So this is this is of course just some of the ones that we feel stand out in a in certain way. And of course, we can't uh, include them all in this podcast. So uh, you know, uh, why don't we, with that in mind, I think we should just jump in, Sean. Absolutely. Uh, so, so one of the things that uh, impressed me, I mean, last, last uh, podcast, we showed some Tron. That was one of my favorite ones. Uh, I'm not going to re rehash that one and show it again, but that, that obviously is, is one of the outstanding uh, CGI moments in, in film, in my opinion. Um, the funny thing about that particular movie is, I didn't realize this, but that, that film was actually disqualified from receiving an Academy Award nomination 
for special effects because the Academy at the time felt that uh, using computers was actually cheating, which is really weird. Um, so another interesting fact is the state-of-the-art uh, computer uh, used for the film's key special effects had only two megabytes of memory and only 330 megabytes of storage. That's crazy, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is crazy standards. that they were... Well, and they were able... The th nice thing about some of these was they, they were able to achieve some great storytelling moments. You know, I'll tell you what, you know, part, part of the challenge of, of doing VFX work and working in CGI is, is you're, you, people think you have unlimited resources. You know, in some instances, if you're a really big studio, you know, you kind of do. But at the same time, smaller studios, they, they have to work within a, a box. You know, you have a budget that you're constrained to. You have tools that are, that are limiting for you. So, I mean, the, the fact that you can you know, work within a box to achieve some of those effects. Uh, you know, people are always saying, well, you got to work outside of the box. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's great if you can, you can afford to do that. But um, a lot of these smaller studios, they, they just have to, they, they have to be resourceful. And, and I think it, it really pushes the creative, creative juices to, to you know, creates, creates that. Um, it's not necessarily the tools, it's the artist, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And, you have to be able to uh, be malleable as an as an artist and, and kind of make sure that you're up to the to latest software uh, because things change so quickly in the industry and there's another version of this and it adds more features and then things get buried and over time I mean if you stop stop doing modeling for example uh, there's things that that you used to use that may not be in the in this new version they may have gotten rid of them or or made something you know another module that comes in that's actually even better and faster and you have to learn those things so you kind of have to move on with the times too with with uh, being an artist and uh, you know being in CGI and in film and as well as, as video games because you know many of the animators uh, that worked on Tron for example refused to work on the movie because they feared that the computers would would put them out of business and in fact, 22 years later, Disney closed its hand-drawn animation studio in favor of CGI animation. So you got to be able to to move with the times in that regard. So, uh, you know, th those are some of the things that I, you know, really feel strongly about. How about you? Uh, yes, I, I I do, and I think uh, the fact. Well, one of the one of the factors is just because of of cost. I think it's now cheaper, and with the increases in power of of CPUs and the and the sophistication of the technology, it, it's actually cheaper to do it in CGI. I think, and the quality is so much higher now too. Yes, and to go back to the the eighties, uh, one of my favorite moments in film was Young Sherlock Holmes. I think I mentioned that the last time, but this time show I can actually show you, yeah, the actual scene where the stained glass. Uh, Knight jumps out, and and this is one of uh, John Lasseter's of Pixar worked on this film. I think I mentioned that as well. But this is such a cool scene. The lighting's fantastic. I remember when I first saw this, I was I was just I, I was just blown away that they could actually have a a character jump out and and the creative, um, even out of a stained glass window, let alone I mean just a, a character walking that that was CG. It looks so real at the time. You could see through them like that. Uh, with the sword and everything fantastic scene what do you think of that that's a great shot i really enjoy that i think that was the was not the first uh, cg character um uh, definitely one of the ones in in least in film that that mm -hmm, i saw mm -hmm. i thought yeah. that was fantastic so awesome well uh you know I, i'd like to one of the, my favorite moments in in film was uh king kong i think that that really well there's so many of them. yes that was a great movie 
Well, I was I was talking with it. <laughs> I was speaking more of the of the more the recent King Kong. I guess it was two thousand five. I think. Yes, uh, we're mentioning CG, they, right? <laughs> there's so many great, and you showed a couple of clips. Of, I think in our last podcast, you showed a clip of Kong just stomping the heck out of that T Rex. Um, but there was another great shot, which I, I'm not sure that you showed, but I'd like to go ahead and take a look at, at show you guys. Well, I'd love to okay. see. So this is uh, this is the worm when they're down in the pit and the, the guys fighting off these these worms. It's just it's just so f- amazing. Oh, the worms uh, are one of my favorite scenes. I love that. Yep, the animation is just just killer. Look at them swallow that guy's face. It's just just beautiful. I mean, it was so photorealistic, and the, the, the reflections and the, the the translucency of the of the flesh was just beautiful. And the sliminess of those and, and their yeah. teeth, and oh, and it, and it get, grabs uh, Andy Serkis's uh, head. Oh, that was amazing. Great, right. great. What's your, scene. what's your next? What's your next? Well, one? I just want to you know, I'll just respond to the King Kong one, for for example. I, do you know it took eighteen months to craft the CGI version of the Empire State Building that he climbed? Um, the real thing was actually built in 14 months. So that's pr- pretty amazing how, how much detail went into that. And uh, King Kong's roar, believe it or not, was a, was a lion played backwards at half speed. <laughs> Some interesting trivia based on that movie. No, I think, I think we should actually do a podcast on, on uh, sound design for VFX. I agree. That, that would be a great, great uh, one to go through. Uh, the other thing is really interesting. Uh, we can move on after this is the last thing I thought was very interesting about King Kong was a little trivia about that too, is the, the color orange was actually deliberately kept off the set and in the, because, in the lighting, because the lighting effects, because it was found to create an odd effect on uh, Naomi Watts' piercing blue eyes, mm-hmm. which I thought is uh, very interesting how they would do that. Interesting. Crazy, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what about, right. what about, are we going to go to um, Spider-Man 3, The Birth of the Sandman? Remember you me- mentioned that last time? Yeah, go ahead. How amazing yeah. that was. Well, let's let's take a look at that. That's that's another uh, milestone, in my opinion, by Sony Imageworks when they worked on the film here, doing this effect with the Sandman. Ah, uh, yes, assembling out of these small little particles of sand. I love the close-up shot at the very beginning, where you see them like little boulders, and you're like, "What? What is this?" They got the music, and they kind of pan back. All crumbling yeah, you know, down. particle effects are very challenging to do, and and this that's why that made this so so amazing at the time. Is particles just took such a such a such a, a chunk out of the production. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the uh, amount of um, you know advanced calculations that had to go into that. I know they did a lot of tricks in order to get that uh, working, but I know that this first shot actually took six months to create. It actually took uh, three years to create the visual effects required to portray the Sandman's power in the entire movie. So I know that they did lots of um, um, various experiments were conducted with sand. They launched sta- uh, sand at stuntmen. They splashed the, the uh, stuff around and, and poured it over ledges so you could kind of see how it worked. Sand sculptures were also uh, consulted, believe it or not, <laughs> for uh, advice. And interesting enough, uh, real sand was actually used for the salmon, except when the character was being bar- when characters in the scenes were being buried and covered uh, in sand. That was actually CGI, since real sand would have been you know a possible hazard, hazard obviously, and people choking, getting in their orifices. Uh, yeah, so uh, they actually well, it's not used- really it's not really great for uh, camera equipment either. No, no. So they actually used uh, ground up corn cobs in certain uh, scenes as well instead of the sand. But what a beautiful shot. I love that. I love that shot. Such a good one. 
Yeah, we had never seen anything like that before. And I, I'll tell you what, in the new Spider-Man movie uh, that's coming up, mm-hmm. um, that one looks to have some just spectacular effects in it. I can't wait for that one. Me too. This when he reaches for that, um, um, what was it? What was that? Uh, what is that? I can't see. It's a that. ring. Is it a ring? That's no, his... no, no. It's actually pe- it's a picture. Oh, it's his pendant. It's his yes. pendant. I think. Yes, it's a picture. And I love that when he tried to get it, and he was like frustrated because he couldn't get it. Now he got it, and he picked it up. That was great. Oh, such a great scene. A very emotional scene. Love that one. Fantastic. That's a great one. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, another favorite of mine, I think that was notable, was uh, from the movie uh, 2012, which I just found to be, since I'm a VFX guy, I I love destruction. I love chaos. I love, I just love seeing things destroyed. Um, And this is just one of the, one of the clips out of this movie that was so fantastic. Yeah, that was was LA. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, this is LA being destroyed, uh, downtown, downtown LA. Um, pretty amazing. A limousine is is driving while the, the Earth is opening up. I mean, look at that! The, just the disruption of the f- fantastic. Look at the palm trees; just beautiful. Yeah, the undulation of that is. And the, the lighting is just just beautiful on this shot. And let me go ahead. And here's another uh, shot of the of the more of the destruction. Uh, if you guys have not seen 2012, it's definitely a fun movie to watch. There's so many great moments in that movie, and we'll. We may get to some more uh, later. That yeah, that that is probably the most epic movie for special effects CGI that I've ever seen. Um, it was it was all wrapped up into one. Uh, that that as well as the as the waves that were my favorite. The water effects for the tidal waves were were amazing as well, and I can show that. Yeah. So check ahead. this out. So when I first saw the trailer for this, I was. I've seen these things in my dreams. These, these, when I've always have waves, massive waves in my dreams. And this, this was so perfect in my mind uh, that it just represented everything in my nightmares about massive waves coming at you. And this, uh, this scene in India when uh, one of the characters didn't get picked up by the, by the, um, the planes to go to China and it just, creamed them and so this wave here actually is in china when it finally catches up and it coming through the mountain um passes and coming in and destroying the planes and all the, the airfield i just thought this this is just such a great scene the, uh, to me the water looks extremely realistic and in how they in it when it just comes rolling and tumbling through the valley of of these of uh, the himalayas uh, just beautiful right well, you know, water effects are one of the hardest things to create, believable water effects anyway. And, and the, when they started doing ray tracing and, and, and uh, refractions, it really improved the quality of the water uh, and subsurface scattering as well. Um, but I'll tell you what, the, the simulations have become so much more sophisticated. Yeah. And it, it really shows. It's one of my favorite VFX. And, and we'll, we'll probably cover that in, in our next podcast, which is, I think, called uh, What is Our Favorite? VFX or uh, yes, what is it? Yes, I love the transitions in this one too. Also, where they're they're smashing into the ice in the in the uh, the bottom of Mount Everest. I love that, and then the transitions be between the 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 simulation on top and the water underneath. I thought that was fantastic. Really, really well done. I, bravo to everybody who worked on that. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Fantastic twice. That's how good it was. 
Fantastic, fantastic. So Scanline, <laughs> you did amazing. Scanline VFX, fantastic work on yeah, that one. Scanline is one of the one of the best studios out there, I think, at, at this time. Yes, and last time I know we mentioned, hey, who are these current pioneers? I, I went through those, and, I, and it was hard for me to to go through that because it's not just one person; it's it's a team. It's a team of people, and usually it's it's people working for, let's say you know, Weta Digital or it's a Scanline VFX or Moving Pictures Company, these, these big VFX houses, ILM, they're, they're the, these people that are just um, uniquely talented to have these, uh, these massive brains that can just figure out all the, the math that goes into figuring these things out. So that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't name a ton of them, but just know that they're, they're, they're involved with these, these VFX studios. So I can't name every single person. So... Uh, just know that. Yes, and there's, there's. I mean, when you say there's, a t- it's a team. It really is a team effort. There's tools guys. There's, there's engineers. There, there are uh, TDs. There. I mean, there's a whole. And then there's the artists themselves. Uh, it, it really is a team effort. And so, yeah, it was very difficult to come up with individual names. But, but Scanline and Weta and and ILM. Uh, I, there's just so many great pioneers because the technology is getting so sophisticated that. Um, that you know, all the a lot of people can do great. See, I mean, you, as you even mentioned, you can a guy just uh, doing on his own. He took some of the new deepfake software and 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 uh, created a better Luke Skywalker than ILM did. Right, and now he's now he's working for them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just that's one of the things you have to learn the new tools that are coming up that can make uh, you more efficient, more effective. Uh, so yeah, save money, right? Yeah, of course. And the thing about some of these tools, though, is there a lot of these tools you have to, you know, when we talked about the Sandman there uh, and some of these other systems, these are proprietary systems that, that some of these studios are developing. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're not off the shelf. And so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, hard, it's harder to, to prepare for, for that, you know, unless you work for the studio and right. you, you have access to the tool. Uh, but, but basic VFX principles are the same. So if you kind of know how to do VFX and standard off the shelf software, then you can, you can adapt pretty readily to, to custom tools. Yes. And one of the, my favorite, uh, studios, uh, Weta Digital, like I mentioned earlier, they worked on one of my favorite, uh, some of my favorite movies of, of all time that I believe are probably the most epic, uh, game changers as far as CGI and VFX, uh, obviously Gollum was one of my favorite characters. The, the, when I first saw the motion capture or the, the actual animation of his face and just seeing the, the, his eyes and how realistic the emotions and all of his, um, you know, his, his, his skin, the, um, the visemes he was using, all, just every, everything that, that all the expressions that this character could do, it just, I mean, they, that, it just blew me away. It, it's, I was, I couldn't. I was speechless, just like I am now, just looking at it again. It's just amazing <laughs> the detail that went into this um, this work. Uh, and then obviously Andy Circus, uh, what an amazing talent he is to do the motion capture for Gollum. Um, so yeah, they, the muscle systems, all the different facts, F A C S. I'm not going to go into the technology of it, but it's it's basically puts different expressions into different uh categories um you know like if you have a an eye that that closes or a um a brow that goes up or a smile or there's all these different um uh, units that they have uh that they they reference for animators and they've kind of broken it down into what they call fact system so it's 
that's what they use. And then they added on top of that, even, even more quality of, 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 fo- of facial capture where they're using, you know, facial capture right on the face where they have the, um, the close up of uh, the performance mm-hmm. of the actor. That's actually, he's wearing it while he's doing the performance. So you can see it. So that was you know, fantastic. that's a great point. Uh, as a matter of fact, the same system was used uh, quite extensively in the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, films to animate the characters. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that that definitely uh, is is that was one of my favorites. Ones I didn't bring included this time, but uh, did you include that in yours that you're going to show? No, no, I've got I've got another. There's so many, Sean. I, I and I didn't want to grab what you were grabbing, and it's a good thing we didn't talk beforehand because uh, I, I think like we, surprising we definitely you. exactly exactly. <laughs> Um, so let me go Sorry. ahead and show you one I'm of my so uh, other favorites. And this was a shot from the Transformers. Uh, the Transformers just rocked my world. Um, and this was my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where, they, where Bumblebee breaks up and, he, and the, you can see uh, Le, uh, Mr. LeBeau flying through the air there. And, and he goes through all the destruction and, and uh, reassembles himself and pulls him back in. It was just a fantastic yeah, that clip. Was a, that was a fantastic shot. That, that was that, amazing. That was the best moment, I think, in the film. Um, I didn't catch the end of this shot, but uh, it's just beautiful. I, if you haven't seen this movie, and of course everybody has, I think it was the, uh, gosh, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was probably the, the, the high, oh, it was the fifth. I thought it was the most, but it was the fifth highest grossing film of all time. Um, it, seems like time. All, it seems like all these CGI uh, VFX films that are heavy in those have all been huge performance, like Avatar, you know, that that all being mostly CGI uh, the almost the entire movie uh, and then you know you that one's making that's like the the next one until avengers endgame comes up and def- dethrones it as far as uh you know money making on those those films right yeah yep. what, what's what's your next one? Oh gosh my next one i think has to be uh avatar that i just mentioned uh the the, the facial capture the technology that went into this with their you know what is uh what they call deep shapes uh, that's why it looks so good because the detail of you can you can um, unitize the face of how many different purport, uh, how many different expressions a person can make a general person, but then there's in betweens that the the nuances the the subtleties that you have in between expressions like sadness and anger and being excited or depressed, all these different uh, emotions that a person can have. And then you you project that onto a particular character like an avatar that looks similar to humans but are different, but it's using the you know, the driving force of your facial um, expressions of the actors. So you need those for the animators to to minutely um, you know adjust those details and those blends between your your motions so they can get the the realism that they want. So this particular um, one I got from from uh, Weta as well. Is just just the facial here when when the two are kissing, uh, the two characters and Navi kissing right here. I, I thought this is this scene was pretty amazing. Even the the lips, everything moved perfectly together. I, I thought for CG, this is it looked super real, right? Yes, I think that yeah, I agree. The, the thing the thing interesting thing is is prior to recent times anyway, there was no real collision for some of these things. Right. I mean, you just had to. You had to approximate it because the and the you know you'd have interpenetration and and the systems today are actually uh, collide and so that that's what actually do, do does the deformation. Yes, the, the if you can see in, in one of these scenes here, I'll, I'll try and see if I can fast forward it here. But when they get past the scene here after the kiss, you can see um, the actress, the main actress in the movie, and then the actor 
um, there after they kiss. You can see their the facial rig setup. I think they've got on there where they've got the camera in front, right after this particular scene here where she's getting angry, and 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 you can see there's not a ton of markers even on the face, so they're getting that. So you can kind of see the camera there, real quickly. So that was pretty intense. Yeah, Avatar is just full. I, I mean, the, the the battle scenes in Avatar and when they blow up the the sacred tree, just just fantastic. And we'll show some more of those clips, I think, uh, in a in a future podcast. They're just that Avatar was just so full of so many great VFX. I have to say. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing stuff. Um, the I know that some of those CGI scenes for from Avatar took an average of forty seven hours to render, and and. What, a little bit of trivia about Avatar, which uh, I don't know if you know this, Bill, is uh, Sam Worthington, uh, the the actor in there that uh, played one of the main characters in the Navi, was actually living in his car uh, when he got uh, invited and cast to to play the main actor in that movie. Um, so the person called him, uh, told him nothing about the script on his phone, nor did they didn't even tell him the director's name. And, and he was disappointed at first thinking, Oh, this is just another waste of time, but look at it now. It's, it was one of the most, you know, made one of the most, uh, most amount of mo- money that a movie's ever made. Well, here's a, you know, I, I personally like the general. He was my favorite character in that movie <laughs> or the, the sergeant or whoever he was, the, the military guy. Yeah, he was cool. He, he, he did a pretty good performance. Well, this is uh, my next candidate. This is uh, Pro- from Prometheus. Uh, some of the shots, uh, the, this is particularly the, land, the landing shot, was just so impressive to me. Uh, we'd never seen real close-ups of spaceships landing. Uh, and this, this really, uh, the quality of this, I mean, the, the fluid simulations to create the smoke and the, the lighting that's coming from behind, is, it was just so professionally done. It, it, it looked 100% real to me. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff. That's a good one. Yeah, yes. I, I was really impressed by that one as well. Yes. Um, right, well, my next, on one, my next one was Inception, 2010. Oh, um, so many great shots in that one. That was, one. What was your favorite? I mean, to me, I thought the the surrealness of, of a lot of the dream states that that uh, that they're going through, uh, especially the um, the when the entire city bent over. And I think I actually have a, a a picture of that one. Let me see if I've got that one. Um, yeah, actually, I do. Here we go. This particular scene I thought was fantastic. Um, when uh, Leonardo, and I forgot the actress's name. I'm not great with names, so apologize for you guys, but I know you're screaming at me right now. But Read this, the credits. Yeah, really. <laughs> There's too many people. I <laughs> just kidding. can't remember everybody. But this is amazing. The, the, the whole, that whole scene, I think, blew me away. And then now you see it. You saw it in your, one, some of your favorite movies, you know, later on in some of the Marvel movies, they do something very, very similar to this. Uh, oh, absolutely. And Dr. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, another great film. Another great film. You know, it's, it's uh, funny because uh, a lot of uh, the effects from, you know, the old bullet time uh, stuff that was going on at that time, uh, right after bullet time in, in, in uh, the matrix that was used in so many, like what, 20 different ads and 20 different movies after that, they, they kept mimicking that. That's what you're going to see, but it works. What looks good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, if it looks good, it is good. And that's, that's the rule when we're doing VFX. <laughs> that's right. And I, probably animation as well. I would yes. Think. Yes. So my, my, my next favorite, uh, moving right along, is um, is the... Um, oh, let me show it here. Come on. Well, if you don't get it, I have something to show. All right. Well, I'm having a little trouble here. Okay. Well, how about, so, how about uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I thought that was one of my favorites as well. The Another motion capture 
of, of Andy Serkis, one of the best actors uh, around, uh, when he was doing Caesar, I just his emotions and the the performance where you can see there you can see a perfect example of where it's actually picking up all of the subtleties of his face, and you can see it in Caesar's face there, just so realistic for an ape, especially when he's injured in the car, and you know he's and he has a little tear running down. It, it, that really you could see the emotions in the eyes, and uh, just I, compared to um, just a prosthetic, you know, on the face. I just think that they just, they've got it down. I mean, it just looks so fluid and the muscles and the tissue in the face look so realistic. Well, of course, especially you know, the a, eyes. Of course it's a gorilla though. If it were a human, uh, you know, they, it, you know, and you're, and you're right. I mean, you can't, you, you, you mentioned in a prior podcast that, you know, you, you think they're going to bridge the uncanny Valley. I, I think we're still quite a ways away, but, but, but look I think, at this. I, I mean, look uh, at this. No, I, I guess it's promising. But look I mean, at the eye, promising. look at these eyes right here. Just even, even the inside of the eyes and the eyeballs and how everything moves together. I mean, that eyeball looks real. It's just, well, the rendering, it's, it's a rendering and shading. Uh, right. Plus the beautiful. modeling of the actual eyeball itself True. and how it's, it's rigged up. It's just, it's the iris and everything, part of the pupil, all those pieces are all animated. Very so, nice, very nice. Yeah, that that's one of my favorites for sure. So uh, this is uh, from Deepwater Horizon. This was one of, I mean, this this is not real. These are not real pyrotechnics. This was just a fantastic uh, film for VFX. I mean, in talking about photorealism, uh, where you don't really know it's VFX, but you, you have to assume it's VFX because they're not going to really blow up an oil rig. But at the same time, look at how real that looks. Just fantastic. And and uh, the, the, the fluid simulation that was done on this, it was really professional the lighting the quality of the smoke it's just just tremendous yeah that that looks it looks realistic great movie too great movie i like that one a lot well my one of my favorites uh is got to be the revenant in 2015 when that bear attack it was so realistic when i first saw this attack bill have you seen this movie i've it not was, seen it, it was fantastic I, i'm gonna mute the sound because i don't want to get people too excited. If they see it, they may, they may start throwing up. It was so realistic that this particular uh, shot, they actually had a stuntman, 6'4", 220-pound stuntman, uh, with, a, with a, basically a blue or green suit on, uh, was, was actually attacking Leonardo and throwing him around uh, to the point where he thought he was hurting him. Everybody around him thought he was hurting Leonardo, uh, but he was, he, was, he was such a powerful actor, he said, but uh, he actually ended up, the, the, the stunt actor actually really did end up hurting himself, but not DiCaprio. He, he dislocated his finger during that intense shoot. Such a great movie. Wow. That, that scene just blew me away as, as an iconic, realistic, uh, I was going to say gorilla, realistic uh, bear that I had ever seen in any movie. Very realistic. Wow. All right, and that, at well, the, the end. Last- I was going to say, I've got one last one, if I can squeak it in. Sure. Uh, I think this was probably one of the best, well, one of the memorable moments for me was, uh, was the X-Men films. To, uh, and they're all, they're all really great. They all have just moments in there that, that I would love to show to you. But one of my favorites was, was uh, this one here. It was uh, when uh, Quicksilver saves everybody. Let's see, can I get this to work? Come on, you. Oh, I don't think it's going to come in. Well, you know, let's try. Let's do part two and and, and yeah, let, let people see what we want to what we want to talk about there. So let's go to uh, the mail. Uh, so we we well actually not the mail. Let's do our certificates first. Um, okay. 
So we wanted to to uh, recognize uh, viewership certificates, uh, an award that we give out for ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a million, ten million. So to this this particular uh, person got a hundred. These, these are for views on our on our YouTube channel. Yes, right? for their particular yep. short film, Giselle by Emmanuel, and I'm going to spell the last name, S-H-I-U. I don't want to mispronounce it, but... Shiu. Shiu. 100,000 views, and we just sent out a certificate for that one. Fantastic job. Congratulations on that one. Yep, Emmanuel, great job. Great job. And uh, we have one more 100K certificate. goes to uh, Thomas Vans, and the film that uh, was on our channel called Intra, I-N-T-R-A, and that's a short film. That was fantastic as well, so congratulations to uh, Thomas. Yeah, that's a really good one. You should check that out. And the, uh, we have another uh, 10K certificate winner, and that is going to be going out to Andy Sutton uh, for his creation of Age of Winter. Uh, congratulations, Andy. Great, great job. We, we're, we're really great. You, glad you chose us for your, your uh, really strategy. We, we, uh, really, we really enjoyed your, yep. your work. Speeding Bullet Studios, fantastic. We have a sub- several other films on our channel. Fantastic work. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for being a part of our podcast today. We really enjoyed talking to you and answering Rachel's question. What are the best CGI moments in film? We really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We got a little crazy, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Do us a favor and let us know what you think of this podcast in the comments section below. Give it a like and pass it around, especially if you enjoyed it or found it invaluable in some way. We really read all of your comments and we take the good, the bad, and the ugly because we are working hard to make our podcast better and you can help us do that. We do these in one shot live. So if there's little mistakes here and there, please forgive us on those. Yep. Unedited, unedited. And unedited. we do a brand new episode of uh, the CG Insider podcast every week. Uh, and we discuss, of course, different topics relating to the business and the art and the craft of CGI animation and digital VFX. And sometimes we do podcasts on other interesting and related subjects that come to our attention or that you bring to our attention as well. So uh, let us know about some uh, of those and any questions that you might have about CGI or whatever. It's pretty easy. Just head over to our website at cgbros.com and up to the About Us Uh, menu and to the Ask Us Anything tab like uh, Rachel did. It's as easy as that, really. Uh, I know we're both looking forward to seeing you back here again for next week's podcast, where we will be answering a related question. What are your favorite movie effects? That should be a little different. We might kind of touch into the same vein a little bit, but I I, I think uh, think you'll really like it. Possibly a part two, maybe a little bit? Possibly. Possibly. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. So so we'll see you here next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what are the best CGI moments in film? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure and leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast if you're listening to us on our audio only version please leave a comment oh and don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio only version on soundcloud spotify apple podcast google podcast iHeartRadio, amazon music audible.com and stitcher if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. 
That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are your favorite movie FX? This has been episode 2147 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.